When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, it's hour number two. Bart and Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. Bart off today. Han Solo with you. So we'll keep the calls rolling at 800-919-3776. We'll table the Nick and NBA conversation here momentarily. This morning at the NFL Draft Combine, uh, Giants general manager Joe Shane spoke with the media. So uh, Joe Douglas, by the way, speaking tomorrow. So let's already put together our list of things that we need Joe Douglas to talk about, right? A lot of different things. Lakin Tomlinson now uh, gone from the team. So the offensive line, I mean, is is what Joe Tipman, Carter Warren, Avera uh, 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 Tucker, and anyone else? Like uh, those are those your keepers, right? Like th- those are your keepers. After that, I mean, even Beckton, it's kind of up in the air, right? So where do you go from there? So I think the offensive line's a big, big uh, discussion. And then, of course, backup quarterback and the Devontae Adams with all. There's a lot of things there for Joe Douglas. But today was the day for Joe Shane. And I think this is probably his most critical offseason with a lot of major decisions to make. But the biggest one, of course, begins with Saquon Barkley. Now, there's been this indication that they will not use, maybe not use, the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley and maybe just maybe just move on. And they don't want to pay uh, what it will take to bring him in and keep him. So Joe Shane, though, kind of talked about it. And when asked if he would still use the franchise tag on him, he did leave it on the table. I think the new number, if we were going to franchise somebody for the first time at that position, is like 11-9, and his number's not much more than that. So the salary cap changes your philosophy and how you're going to attack things. So that's not off the table. And again, like we don't want to do that. Like I, In a perfect world, we don't want to do that again. But again, yeah, we're going to have conversations. We're going to talk through it and see what his, you know, I know he says he wants a fair deal, and I appreciate that. And, you know, ultimately, we, we got to do what's best for the franchise, you know, short term and long term, and we'll take all those things into account. But look forward to meeting with his representatives. Well, you never say never, which is the smart thing to do here. But he also, you know, like made it clear, of course, that Saquon Barkley is a player that while, you know, business wise, there's a lot of decisions and thinking about what is best, as he just said there for the organization. Bottom line, though, is if you remove all that stuff, of course you want a talent like Saquon Barkley back. We have you know Saquon Barkley, which we're going to talk to his representatives this week. There, there's nothing new on that front. You know the conversation, the plan all along was to meet here in Indy and have those discussions about you know how we're going to move forward with him. He's a guy we'd like to have back. So those conversations will take this week and will you know, take place this week, and we'll see if we can get something done. So the conversations begin this week now value wise you heard him mention it when he was talking about the franchise tag is that now that tag moves to almost 12 million right 11.9 because the new uh cap in the nfl because of all the new broadcast deals it has it has exploded i mean right now this number we're talking about 30 million surplus so for the giants everything kind of value goes up 
So does Saquon Barkley's value also change? I wouldn't say his value has changed, especially the organization. Like He's a captain, he's a leader, he's a hard worker. I, I think the world of, of Saquon, and I still think he can play. So my value for Saquon really hasn't changed. Unfortunately, throughout the process, starting back in November of 2022, we weren't able to come to an agreement in terms of where we both thought a deal made sense. So we'll circle back again. He has a new agent, Ed Berry, who we have a really good relationship w- with, with CAA. Really good guy, and does a great job. So look forward to sitting down and having conversations with him. I think we've all grown, Saquon, myself, the organization, through the last 12, 13, 14 months. And Saquon may be in a different place now than he was then in terms of understanding the market and the business side of it. And I'm looking forward to having those conversations with him. Part of it's very interesting to me that he reveals that, right? Because the move to CAA gets into an agency. Now, last year, you remember, Joe Shane had some issues dealing with Saquon's previous agent. And that there was, it seemed like a, a there was a a cold front for a while there between the two, um, and that Joe Shane at a couple of remember a couple of times he was terse in his responses because he was frustrated in what he was dealing with, and so you don't know what was going on there. But I mean, it did sound a little bit to me like some amateur hour going on, and that weren't really you know understanding what the best thing for the organization and for Saquon all that reality stuff, and so they were able to get a deal done at the last second because of Saquon Barkley. Saquon's the one that took that deal. Let's uh, let's not be mistaken. He 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 just took it, and a lot of people couldn't believe he did it because why didn't you just take the franchise? Like this didn't make sense. But he took it because he wanted to play. He could have held out, didn't want to. That's the choice he made. And so, new agent, new representation, better relationship with Joe Shane, better relationship with the organization. Does it mean for a more amicable negotiation over a potential long term deal? That remains to be seen. Now, another important topic of conversation for the Giants this offseason will have to do with the quarterback situation. They have a number six pick in the draft, which could open up the door for a drafting a young quarterback, but they also have Daniel Jones still under contract, although there is an out after this year, and he is coming off a knee injury, a knee surgery, uh, and you know, still questions about, all right, so two years ago, this guy was a playoff quarterback and started to show potential, and then last year back to some mistakes and getting hurt and uh, concerns about whether or not he's truly their franchise quarterback. So Joe Shane giving us the update on Daniel Jones and his physical condition and, of course, where the franchise is with him as well. He actually started throwing. He's been throwing for about two weeks stationary now. He's not dropping back or doing any of that stuff. So he is on track. He's doing everything he can to get back. We're optimistic about where he is. And there's some talk in the spring that he may be able to go through, whether it's seven on seven or individual throwing routes on air, that he'll be able to do some of that stuff. We probably won't expose him to team activities, but every patient responds differently to surgery. So, you know, knock on wood, we haven't had any setbacks. He hasn't had any setbacks. And if he continues on that pace, he, he should be ready for the start of training camp. I have Faith in Daniels, our starting quarterback. All right, so he said part at the end matters most. But, again, he's got he, – it's the right thing to say. That's most important. Joe's a smart guy. Like, he's not going to say anything stupid or anything that's going to turn into a headline. He's going to keep it right, straight, forward, which is it. Well, he's our quarterback. We have faith in him. Of course we do. And that the plan is that he'll be ready for training camp. Now, again, they do have high draft picks. They have the second-round picks. They also have that sixth pick. So, you know, are they looking at quarterbacks as well? Yeah, it's a good quarterback draft. Yeah, yeah, it's – it's not just at the top. There's some guys that are mid-levels that I think will be good number twos. There's some guys that, you know, can be number threes in the draft. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's a solid draft all over. So you get a sense that the Giants are going to be looking for a quarterback for some role in some way, somehow, in this 
draft. All right, for more on this, a man who was part of this conversation and, of course, covers the Giants for us at ESPN, it's Jordan Renato joins us right now. Jordan, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Al. How are we doing then back uh, there? I'm good. I mean, you know, like we're getting through it. It's now time for you to get back to work. As you know, you get like your week and a half off from the football season. And then, you know, let's go back to work. Um, what? <laughs> what? First of all, what did you think about? Because I know, I believe yesterday on SportsCenter, you know, you, you weren't certain that the franchise tag was going to be an option for Saquon Barkley. After hearing Joe Shane this mm-hmm. morning, are you buying what he said or do you think he's just giving us lip service on that? It's a very long shot outside option. That's that's the way I view it right now. I mean, I mean, yes, it does change the situation a little bit. But look, the one clip you didn't play it was because it was a very short clip. The very last question that was asked about Joe Shane on the podium was with running backs and take one bark. Did you look at you know the value of the running back position, or do you look at what he brings to the team. And he definitively said, oh, the value of the running back position, you know, the, the price, yeah. the value of the running back position, meaning the price, meaning like, yeah, there's no special case for Saquon Barkley. He was, this is about how much you're willing to spend at that position. And this is a really strong free agent uh, running back class. There's some, a lot of veterans available. I mean, look at the names on that list. Josh Jacobs, um, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler just talked about that Joe Mixon might be like, you know, you go yeah. down and up and down this list. So like how much is a running back really going to make on the open market? There's a lot of doubt that, you know, and the number is $12.1 million for Saquon Barkley. There's a lot of doubt that you, that the running back is going to be able to get that on the open market. Therefore, Joe Shane's looking at it from a business perspective. So I really would think it's a real, outside shot unless they leave here thinking the running back market, you know, cause that's what Indy's about. It's about there's all these back channel on, you know, conversations going on between the free agencies basically getting sorted out here in Indianapolis in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Do they think that the running back market is maybe a little bit higher than they anticipated? Right. You get that sense. You get to take the temperature from around the league. And it's funny. I, mm-hmm. and I think, I think we talked about it. We might even talk about that day. You remember last, um, what was it? August Bart and I were out at giants camp we did our show there, and I'll never forget. We were talking with Joe, and we brought up the Barkley stuff and the running back potential market for this summer, this offseason, and how quick uh-huh. he was. Joe was so quick to say, oh, there's going to be a lot of them available. Like, he was so fast. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, it's as if he wanted us to know. And it's it's almost like he told on himself a little bit there, right? Like he was anticipating it. It was like, yeah, we're not. We're, that's why we're not married to Barkley going forward after this because we know there's going to be options, and we'll that's probably go what with that the moment was like today. I'm option. telling you. Oh, really? Okay. That's yeah. that. Yeah, that's the like. It was like, no, no, it's about running back value. It's yeah. not about what Saquon Barkley brings to the team. So and really, that was it. That was it. it was like, I mean, he didn't say anything else. Does that, that surprise? Does that surprise you at all? Like, did, like, is there any part of you that? is surprised that it does seem that like regardless of how they feel about him as a person or his state in the franchise as a giant, you know, and all that stuff, like they are ready to move on. Like emotionally ready to move on. Like last year, like they went through this whole dance and I think like after that, it's like, look, we did everything. I think Joe Shane, and this is why he's like this, 
he feels like they stretched beyond where he even wanted to go last year. And Saquon still didn't take that deal. Now, ultimately, Saquon's probably going to benefit. I mean, let's just say he gets, you know, $15 million guaranteed from whatever team gets him, right? Texas. And then he has 15, and then the, the 10 he got last year, that's 25 guaranteed. That's more than the Giants offered. So for him, he, he didn't even have a good year, right? He didn't have a great year for him. Right. That's why you don't take the deal that he didn't take. So I understand both sides of it, but from the Joe Shane perspective, I think it's just like, come on. Like, we, like first of all, doing? it's against every fiber in his body to, to, to want to sign a running back to big money. Yeah. And he almost did it anyway. Yeah. Now, it's funny because he also mentioned the change in agency, and I wondered how much that was an issue last year because you remember yeah. how terse he was last year in dealing with the previous yeah, yeah. agent? Like he, he he had no time for that, and maybe you know this CAA and who he's represented now is like a little more understand. Like I get it, I get like you can work a little bit better. And I wondered if that might, you know, be might lead to a deal. But you 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 kind of have this sense of no, 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 none of that's going to matter. Well, well, I agree with you that it did create like sort of the tension there. But they Ed Berry, the CAA agent that they hired. Yeah. He was in place at the end of last year. So they did have like a, a couple a month or two with him in the negotiation. Oh, right. And they still couldn't get there. So it's not like yeah. he was hired after the fact. Oh, okay, okay. I think I, if I, that was the case, it would have changed it. But I think Joe Shane is saying maybe if we start from the beginning and it just goes smoother, eventually we can get to the finish line. Right. I just think he's trying to find ways to be, okay, like w- what can I present here that's, that gives a reason for optimism? Because I don't think he – ultimately feels there's a ton of optimism that a long-term deal gets done with Saquon. Yeah, and, and that part, again, that, that's, the, that's the amazing part to me. You know, and we're, here we are again, and it just feels like the same game's going to be played again, right? Like, doesn't it feel, yeah. feel like well, that? Well, except, except one caveat. What? Can I just say one caveat here? Yeah. What if Saquon hits the open market and then realizes that the money that he thought isn't there? That's the scenario where then a long-term deal maybe can't, or, you know, long-term deal. Well, well you want him to play that game, don't you? But, but then like, he you, can't end up coming back. Well, you you want to play That's that game. That's the scenario, right? Yeah, like, is, is, all right, see what you're worth, come back to us. And that's why, like, like here's, yeah. here's one thing I wanted to tell you. So, Bart yesterday, okay. Bart yesterday feels, because mm-hmm. we were talking about this, and he said, because I said to him, like, like you're saying, like, what's the market going to be? And who's the, what's the team that's going to want to give you what you think you're worth. And I know he puts himself in mm-hmm. the Christian McCaffrey, you know, category. And yet there's no, there's no 49ers there because Christian McCaffrey with the Carolina mm-hmm. Panthers was a losing player who was injured. Right. Once he got injured, they, yep. he was great early and they had good teams and then he got hurt and then they were losing. That's why they just were like, we can't afford to have a running back that much money and lose. Like we've got to move on. So he goes to now a winning situation, and he's a superstar again because it's the perfect place for him. They have a cheap quarterback. They can get away with it. Where else in the league can I find that for Saquon Barkley? And he said to me, one team. Can you name that team? Well, you're saying cheap quarterback. The first team that came up in my mind was the Eagles. Like a team that makes, that makes a lot well, of sense. Well, that's, it, that's an interesting win, yeah. but that's not – no, but remember but they paid. The they paid Jalen. The, the they, Houston, they paid did he say the Houston Texans? Houston Texans. Yeah, he believes that's the team. You earned. I've mind. already heard a couple times. I've only been here less than twenty four hours. Okay, and I have already heard it from somebody like that. That's the team. Hey, 
I heard they might be interested. You know, that was somebody mentioning it to me, someone that had talked to people over at text and stuff. Yeah, I, it definitely go. is something that I think is worth keeping. I'm still, though, the, the real question is, what is the, uh, let's say Shaquan is the top running back on the market. Mm-hmm. There's some good guys, but I think you can make the argument that he's the top guy for, for teams around the league. Um, what is the actual price for running back in the market today? Especially with the new like, cap, right? And look, he doesn't yeah. want Christian McCaffrey money. Like, I don't think that's that's not really what he was looking. Look, was he going fifteen? Was that what he, you asked for? It? Like, yeah. Tell you what, no, let's, no. let's reset the I think number. Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, uh-huh. what he got would have been something that Saquon accepted. That was a twenty-six and a half million guaranteed that he just signed that this year, right during this season. Right. Like, so, I think if Saquon, if you get to, I think if you get to twenty-four, he probably could have. 24, 25, definitely. But, like, yeah, like in that range. And that's not Christian McCaffrey. Now, when you say 20, 24, 25, you're not talking about a year. You're talking about a year? No, I'm talking about guaranteed. So it's guaranteed, that yeah. over two years. Yeah, right, right. Okay, yeah, that's, so the, 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 because that's years, what it's all right. about. The, 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 the per year so is, tw- is 12 and is change, right? Like I'm looking at, because I'm always looking at it from year to year. Like I'm an NBA guy, so my my numbers are always like, what's what's the what's the annual, right? That's that's how I do it. Well, they don't get a guaranteed in this league. Guys. Well, I understand, I understand. So you're looking for more, <laughs> yeah. What you guys talk about are the guarantees, and what I always talk about is what's the cap hit. So my, I'm looking at like, yeah. all right, what does he want per year, and what's that? That kind of sets the tone. So yeah, so so, but all right, it's still around the same thing of what we're talking about, which is fine, and. You know whether it's but but Houston would be a good fit, but there aren't many other places because you know you don't want to go somewhere and be on a bad team, you don't want to be in a situation you know like that either. So there aren't great situations for him, but now it seems like the Giants are just playing it the way they're playing it, which is we don't value this position, so we're not going to overspend for it just because you're a nice guy. And so if you want to be mm-hmm. here, here's the number, and if you don't. We're going to find somebody else who can kind of do the same things you can do, because in our offense, it's it's not really a priority, and that's you know that that's the place they're. I don't at right know now. about that. Did I get? That? I no, I'm wrong about that too. I just think they have they have other ways to fill it, right? There's other ways. There's other avenues to fill the, the cheaper avenues, right? Like that. more economical ways to do. It, yeah, you, you say. All right. With yeah, that in you mind, you guys, you signed Zach Moss. You did this, you know, other alternatives. All right, we're talking with Jordan Renan. He's at the NFL Combine, and Joe Shane spoke this morning about his team on various things. Before I get to the quarterback stuff, I just want to ask you quickly, because it's another argument that Bart and I have had, which is the wide receiver mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, with now T. Higgins off the table, which is not a surprise, there really isn't a home run free agent type of, you know, 1A wide receiver to target to go after. It, does that make like Malik Neighbors or somebody, you know, like with the six pick, the, the obvious play? Or do you see the Giants doing something to upgrade the wide receiver position in another way? Well, if they don't go after a quarterback, yeah, I think that's the, you know, this draft is set up for them. Okay, you get your yep. number one wide receiver in the draft right there. But you also can look and say, well, we need a quarterback right? because. Daniel Jones has now been injured three times in three years, two right. neck injuries and a, and a torn ACL. That's that's a lot. You want to build your team around that? I don't yeah. would risk your your professional future. Right. That's essentially what Joe Shane and Brian Dable will be doing, right? Mm-hmm. But if you yeah. don't go that direction, yeah, wide receiver makes perfect sense there. But if you look around the league, let's say you do go quarterback, there have been a lot of good second-round receivers. 
over the past, you know, five, six, ten years or sure. so. And so you can still get a pretty good receiver in the second round. I mean, think about some of the guys that have come out in recent years. Even Tankdale was, was he even in the second round. He might have even been the third last year. And he essentially was Houston's number one receiver yeah. before he got hurt, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Devo Samuel. I mean, go, you go on and on. Devontae yeah. Adams. There's tons of guys that come from that second round. So I think that's an option you – you, know, you get a, a guy you think is a high-end guy in the second round, and then you add in your supplement and free agency as well. Because like you said, the T. Higgins of the world aren't getting to the market. Yep. Teams just won't let them, especially now that, they, remember, the cap goes up for all 32 teams, not just the Giants. <laughs> right. So that just then allows you to retain, that allows teams much easier to retain your really good players. So then let's move to the quarterback story, which is, you know, the, that you first had um, – Daniel Jones, you know, working out, throwing the football, working his way back. Plan is to have him ready for training camp. Probably won't put him into team stuff during the mini camps. But, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the the little added thing that he said at the end, which is, you know, the fake that they have in him, uh, that Daniel Jones is the quarterback, like making that kind of a statement. Is he QB1 week one? Like is next year still he? it's his job? Like is that in, in stone? Or is there still an opportunity that they will move on from him even before next season begins? No, I think he's – look, they're financially married to him for this year. So right. I definitely think – especially after you – So drafting a quarterback today, won't matter then. Even if they draft one, it's still Daniel Jones' job just because of the money? I don't know about just for the money, but like, okay, why not Why not just take your time with the young guy? You have a veteran here that you know at least can play at a fairly high level in the NFL – Right. He, uh, the, what we heard today was that he's going to be back. There's really no question about whether he's going to be back for the start of the season. I mean, there's full expectation now that he's going to be back for the start of training camp and do some drills in the spring. So, you know, why why do you why would you need to rush the quarterback anyway? And make I mean, and if you think about it, go think about some of the best quarterbacks in the league these days. Patrick Mahomes sat out a year, right? Mm-hmm. They're not sat out, but you know, sat and waited yeah. for a year. Aaron Rodgers sat and waited for you. I mean, you can go down the list. A lot of these top quarterbacks, Tom Brady went sat out, you know, sat and waited for a year. You name a guys from ten years ago. Like yeah. you, you, I'll tell you what, Jordan. I actually see it the other way around. Uh, you know, like look at it, look at Indianapolis. Look at the Colts. I mean, they went, Anthony Richmond went right in there. Like it's, it's they, they barely waited on Will Levis. Like they, they, they have thrown yeah. these guys to the wolves early and sometimes too early, as we're seeing. So I do think that there is an acceleration, especially if you're taking at six. There's an acceleration for some of these guys that might be unnecessary. And the smarter move would be that if you get somebody, like I don't know if you if you get somebody at six or use uh, you know find a way to move like up two spots or so, maybe you can get someone. But I, I I agree that the right thing to do would probably be if you took someone in the in the top six and made them and and it was a quarterback choice that then you say, well we have Daniel and this guy like Eli is your greatest example. You drafted Eli, but he didn't play right away. Mm-hmm. But eventually, right. you had to get Kurt Warner had to get out of the way, and Eli had to play. And maybe that's how you slow play this season: is you start out with Daniel, and then eventually move on to whoever you drafted six. That sounds like the right kind of game plan. But I'm just saying that today it seems like if I'm taking a, a quarterback at six, he's going to start for me, like he's starting right away. And that's that's what I was kind of asking: is it, is Daniel Jones like the given, no matter what? Yeah, I don't think you can say that. Most of the time, guys don't have the forty million dollar quarterback sitting there in the meantime. And that that's you know that's the reality of the situation. Like 
the Colts drafted Anthony Richardson. They didn't have Daniel Jones accounting forty plus million dollars against the cap that year, or you know, go on and on. So I, yeah, the money definitely plays a part in it. But I just think it makes sense. They believe in Daniel Jones as a quarterback. I really do believe. I really do think that. It's more at this point. He's just okay, so banged up. Are you up. really going to build around a quarterback with that injury history? Yeah, right. Yeah. I think that's the thing. And think about it, Alan. I, I said this on Get Up this morning. Just look at the situation from afar for one second. The Giants gave Daniel Jones his money, right? They made a compromise. They said, fine, we'll give you over $40 million a year. But we're in return going to get structure out of that, right? The structure is going to be in our favor. So if things don't go well and something goes wrong, we can get out of the deal after two years. Well, guess mm-hmm. what, Alan? Yeah. Things went wrong yeah. last year, as yeah. wrong as you as they could possibly go. He played poorly, and, and I forget that for a second. He hurt his neck and then tore his knee. Mm-hmm. So it's set up for them to go get a quarterback, right? That's exactly why they structured it the way they did, and then they end up with the number six overall pick because things were that bad. They went two and eight to start the season. It was a total mess. They were a disaster. Everything went wrong. They had the number six pick. They set it up for this scenario. Hmm. But to so, me, okay, they're in that number six spot. This is what they set up for. We're, we're hot. We don't want to be here again. We don't, we're hoping we're not here this high again. Take a shot at getting the franchise quarterback and building around that guy. So if this is you, if you're if you're if you're running if you're making the choice on draft night, you're focusing your priority is quarterback first. If that's if this is you, absolutely. I mean, yeah. If you want to build a sustained winner in this league, it's almost always around the quarterback. Yeah. As whatever you think of Daniel Jones as a, as a player and in his forget the player evaluation, uh, I'm not willing to risk my job on his injury history. Mm-hmm. So and I, and I don't think Joe Shane and Brian Dable are either. So absolutely. Yeah. It's and I'll great... figure out the wide receiver position. I agree you have to do it. You have to f- figure it out. But I, maybe my second-round pick would, would go towards wide receiver. Yeah, it's a great way to put it. And, I'm t- and, and the way you just outlined that, which is how you set it up, your, your, all of your fail-safes, right? All of that you set up. And all everyone triggered. So this now leads to, to the obvious end of the equation, which is, okay, well, we set this up. So just in case... We draft the quarterback in this year. Well, okay, it all happens, and now we draft the quarterback in this situation. And now the question is going to be, who will that quarterback be when they are there at six, and what will it cost if they have to move up a couple of spots you know, to do it? So it's going to make for an interesting next couple of weeks. Strong quarterback draft too, right? Yeah, and that also helps you. It certainly does. There will be options. And as we've learned, the guy that goes first or second is not necessarily always the best one. <laughs> I think we've learned that here in New York a couple of times. Yeah. So, you know, we shall see. But – my man, back to work. Good to talk to you as always. Thanks so much. Do it again soon, Alan. Have a good show. You got it, Jordan. All right, Jordan Renan, always working, always working hard at the NFL Draft Combine. Very interesting stuff there. He had to say about Saquon Barkley, um, not very optimistic about his future with the Giants. So we have all that to talk about, but you know what's coming up next. We have audio files. Stay with us. Spartan Han 98.7. ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. 58 days until the NFL draft, but hey, who's counting? Well, the Giants might be, considering how big an offseason it is for the organization. One of the biggest questions is, should they draft a quarterback, and should they do it with the sixth overall pick? Yesterday on the K-Show, Don said 
Those are two different questions. There's some decent quarterbacks here that look a lot different if you select them 25th overall sure. as opposed to 6th overall. Like Bo Nix, I don't know if he's a 6th overall pick, but if the Giants, say, make a trade with the Green Bay Packers at 25, who don't need a quarterback, and you can trade with the Packers, well, Bo Nix looks a lot better with the 25th overall pick. Same can be said for Penix. Penix has got the tough knees, a little bit older, but if I'm taking him at 25, Peter, that looks a lot sexier than 6. That's what the Giants screwed up when they made the pick for Daniel Jones. It's like nobody was picking Daniel Jones 6. If the Giants had traded down and selected Daniel Jones, say, at 20, it would have been a lot different, but at 6, it's like, this kid from Duke? If I at least take Penix at 25, everybody saw him play in the national championship game. But if I take him at 6, I think it's too big of a risk. Take the weapon at 6. See if you can trade with a team late in the round. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew. Honey, during tonight's action, glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up at 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K. Show, and it's only here at 98.7 FM. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, we're back. Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. Of course, Bart off today. So Han Solo here with you. So how are we going to do this now? So like 
have, have we done this before, Dino? Oh, yeah. We have. I filled in. I mean, Jacob is here if he wants to fill in. I'm... Do we want to give Jacob a second shot at this? I mean, he did the power hour. Yeah, Maybe we didn't... save him for the power hour, and I'll take this one. We give Jacob a second shot at the power hour. Well, he can't do worse than Tom. No. And he did sound a little bit like Bart, if I remember. And nobody will ever do as bad at the gong as Ty. <sighs> Poor gong. Right. Sorry, right. You, yeah, you have, you definitely have the the audio files thing down pretty well. I think you can handle that. But like, let, let's right, J- Jake, when he did the power hour last time, it's the power. That's pretty good. Hour, 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 yeah, that's good. That's good. We're going to be able to do that. We're going to be able to do that. That's fine. That's that's definitely a good one. <laughs> that's what I, I accidentally hit that, but I'm glad I did. All right. So instead, then without Bart. We're going to do this for Bart. So we step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio File. The pause for dramatic purposes, apparently. That was where Mike Breen didn't know what to describe what was going on. <laughs> That's what the pause was. That was just Hudson, so much. Three pointer. Off the mark. Madness. Rebound deflected. Chased down. Let's saved go. by Grimes to Fontecchio. Knocked away. Hardenstein picks it up. Out to DiVincenzo. Ten seconds to go. He throws it away. Ball loose. Picked up by Brunson. <laughs> Brunson inside the heart. Hearts banks it in. Out of foul. Knicks take the lead. Monty Williams is furious. He thought a foul should have been called. There was so much contact. But Josh Hart with the big bucket. And a free throw coming out. And here's where the analyst is supposed to come in. And don't be me. I'm listening to this, just trying to keep up with the whole thing. And like I'm thinking to myself, you got to give it like three words here, right? Like it's all you got because there's free throws coming. These are epic moments that you don't get in the way, right? You don't step on the call, right? So you've got three words. And I can't think of just something quick, concise. And Mike pauses just long enough for me to have that little entry say something. Like this, just, you heard me just describe a whole bunch of madness. Assess. And all I could think was, what did we just witness? But that's too many words. So I didn't say anything. And sometimes saying nothing is better. <laughs> so yeah, that was the madness that ended last night's game. And the Knicks ended up getting a win. And you hear that loose ball, Dante DiVincenzo diving after uh, a Sir Thompson got a steal, which should have sealed the game or at least gotten free throws to make it a three-point game. But he loses the ball. DiVincenzo dives for it, now dives into Thompson right in front of us on the uh, broadcast table, courtside. And they don't call a foul. Monty Williams, as you heard Mike Breen say, was furious because he believed that Dante DiVincenzo should have been called for a foul. Didn't happen. And after the game, Monty Williams wanted to know where was the big bad New York media now? Where's the New York media now? The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've done it the right way. We've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game, and the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. That's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game, period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long. 
and enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big-time game like that and there be a no-call. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called, period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game, and that was not fair. I'm done. He's furious. He has a right to be. As the officials after the game, the crew chief actually came out. James Williams talked to uh, the Associated Press pool reporter and admitted that there should have been a foul called on that play because Thompson, although it was a loose ball, Thompson did touch the ball first, and then DiVincenzo came in and made contact, therefore should have been a foul. But it's such a bang-bang play in a moment like that with seconds to go in a game. You can't stop the play. You can't review it. They just missed the call. But him saying it was the worst call of the season, uh, I take umbrage with because two weeks ago in Houston was the worst call ever made which was, of course, the call that went against the Knicks uh, in the Houston Rockets game where a, a foul that shouldn't have been called was called. And therefore, the team, the games did not go into overtime. But Monty's got a gripe, and he was upset about it. And the officials afterwards also said, you know what, you're right, we missed the call. Dante DiVincenzo was asked, do you think you fouled him? Like I said, I went for the ball. At the end of the game, everything, you just turn the ball over, the ball's in front of me, I'm going for the ball. I respect everybody's opinion. You know these guys. Like even Brunson kind of looked. He's like, yeah, he just dove for the ball. I don't know. I'm not going to say anything more than that. Like because if you're the Knicks, these players all are like, hey, we're even now, right? That's it. Take it and go. We're even. That's how the Knicks are thinking. Tom Thibodeau on how that game was officiated. It was very physical. I thought like on Jalen's drives, I thought there was a lot of contact. But I was okay with that because I felt like there was contact the other way as well. So to me, it's all, as long as it's not you know tight one way and, and loose the other way, call it tight, you can call it loose. I'm looking for consistency. I thought they were. I thought it was a good hard-fought game. I thought they played well, and I thought we battled. The game was physical. Now, I have a question for everybody, 800-919-3776. Do you prefer the game physical? Like, do you prefer it this way? If you knew that, okay, for both sides, this is how it's going. You're going to take contact. It's not. We're not giving you cheap fouls. If you dive for the ball, we're giving you credit for diving for the ball. I want the aggressive player to benefit. So I want the guy that's willing to go headfirst to the floor for the ball. I'm going to give you the benefit because you're making the effort. So if, if we came in with those rules, don't give me the whole, but technically he went into his like, no, no, no. I want the guy who's the most aggressive for the ball, to benefit. If I'm telling you that's how we're going to play, are you okay with it? Both sides getting it equally the same call. Are you okay with it? Would you rather that than if I bump you, oh, that's a foul. Right? Like, which game do you want? Because what Tibbs said there, I'm happy as long as if you're going to let the play go and let it be physical, just make sure we're balanced and both teams are allowed to play physical. Then we know. We know the rules. All right? Who wants to strap it up and get after it? That's the whole point. So, I want to know from you. Uh, But meanwhile, Shannon Sharp on first take said that, you know, again, this is now, this is not just the two Nick games. This has been an issue throughout the season with some of the officiating and some of the missed calls and frustration towards officiating. I think the worst thing that happened was when they added the two-minute report because everybody's like, well, that was a foul. Well, no, that wasn't. And then all of a sudden they put the two-minute report in, Stephen A., and then they came out that was a foul. How does that change? What good is a protest if it doesn't change anything? I thought that's what protest was supposed to do, bring about change. Well, if I'm protesting and I get no change, what the hell am I protesting for? Detroit, Detroit Pistons 
are struggling for every scratching and claw. They're eight and 49, Stevie Day. They say, we got one dead to right. We're up a bucket. Guess what? We're about to get this five, possibly go up three. Now they're going to have to do something heroic to get back in the game. Now people are saying, well, see, that was a makeup call. Yes. They blew the one in Houston. Yep. Now they get now they get this. That's what they're saying. They're that, not, that, not coordinated. But the, I know they're not, not, we don't but, agree with but it, but the they, fans, that's what they're saying. But the fans, you already know it's scripted. We already know who gonna win. We already know who gonna win the NBA Finals, blah, blah, blah. But that's not the case. But guys, Adam Silver, you gotta get this right. You've got to get it right for the simple reason. The fans have got to believe what they're seeing is on the up and up. See, Shannon's right about that part, is the perception. Now we all know that. It's silly to try to even suggest that, oh, the league just – they they that's the makeup call for the Knicks. No. If no one in that moment is saying, hey, uh, by the way, don't forget, the Knicks two weeks ago got screwed, so if something goes their way, just let it go. Nobody's thinking that. That doesn't happen because you have no idea that when a game tips off that 48 minutes later you're going to have a moment like that. You have no idea. So there's this no, like, premeditated – Give that one to the Knicks. They deserved it because they got screwed two weeks ago. That's out. So don't even try to bring that up because that's just stupid talk. But Shannon Sharp is saying, though, is there are people who will think that way, who will try to suggest that because they all do that. Oh, it's fixed. It's all set up. Oh, because they want this finals, right? As if the NBA wanted a Bucks suns finals a couple of years ago. Nobody watched it. Like you know that if you if you said the league wants certain matchups and certain things, trust me, the landscape would have looked a lot different if you're telling me that. But in this situation, it is just simply the game going fast. It is going. It, it is some of the officiating is just like they're overwhelmed by what they're seeing and replay. I think high definition TV has made officiating in all leagues very difficult. Because now it's exposing things that, like I've said this many times, imagine if we go back and watch games from the 80s, even from the 90s, and you could find, like if we slow motioned it and go back, and you could see was there contact or not. The Hubert Davis, remember the famous one, the Hubert Davis foul against the Bulls, right? Remember that call? If you had high-definition TV and slow motion and then 19,000 different angles, you think we would have watched that a few times and realized, like, you know what? That wasn't a foul. Right? Like, that wasn't a foul. Hugh Hollins would have had to, like, after the game come out and say, I made a mistake. You know, could they have challenged it? You know, you twirl the finger in the air. Would that whole series have changed? The Knicks never get to the finals? Like, it's just, like, there are so many times in history where we could go back and say, history wouldn't have happened because if you watch the replay in high definition, that wasn't a foul or that was out of bounds or whatever it is. That was a ball. That was a strike. Incredible, right? But because we have this technology now, there's so much more intensity and pressure and criticism of officiating. It's a harder job. It's a reality. Meanwhile, let's see. Oh, I, I do want to play this. Though. Tracy Morgan at the game last night, um, and what he was promoting is something great. It's the Garden of Laughs, and they do this. So it's, it's actually at the theater at MSG on March 27th. Benefits the Garden of Dreams Foundation. It's got an all-star comedy lineup that features Bill Burr, Michael Che, uh, Christy Stefano, uh, Jim Gaffigan, Heather McMahon, of course, Tracy Morgan as well, and many other, John Stewart. I mean, hosted by Steve Sharippa. Um, and it it's it supports the Garden Dreams Foundation. They have a great time doing it. It's a lot of fun. It's for a great cause, and you can get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. 
MSG.com. So while Tracy Morgan is, is doing his promo uh, on MSG with Rebecca Harlow, then he starts going into his Knicks fan mode, and he says something I think all Knicks fans have been saying to me for years. I love all the staff. I love all the people with the fans. This is magical. And if the New York Knicks win, when we win a championship, we're going to burn this city down. Oh, boy. It's still something I can't imagine, right? It's the unimaginable. A team like the Knicks, like, the, you know, we've seen the Giants win. We've seen the Yankees win. We've even seen the Mets win. You know, we, we've seen the Rangers win. You know, the 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 Knicks winning a championship. I, I just don't know how the city would be. And Tracy Morgan saying burn the city down. Well, that's scary. I, 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 I think it, you definitely, it, we'd come close. We'd come close. Um, on the Giants side of things, how much time we have? Oh, we don't have no time. My God, I took all the time on basketball. Well, we just talked Giants a few minutes ago. We'll leave it right there. That's Audio Files. Can't believe I ate up all that time just doing the hoops. Well, that's what happens when Bart's not here. You just do all basketball. We get back to you calls. Speaking of basketball, Tim Legger is going to join me in the 2 o'clock hour. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, so we'll get Tim Legler on in the 2 o'clock hour. Love talking with Legs. Really smart NBA stuff. Great shooter in his day, too. Get into the physicality of the NBA. He always talks about like when he played in the 90s and just how physical the games were and what it's like today. And Just curious, as I've asked people, if I told you that both the officiating will be like this. I'm rewarding the physical player. I'm rewarding the effort guy. If there's a loose ball and you dive for it, whoever gets it first, that's it. Whoever gets on the ball, whoever gets possession, no, 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 who touches the ball first, give me that. No. Whoever gets possession of the ball. So, yeah, dive for it. Fight for it. 
Like, is that the NBA you want, or do you, or is the NBA has kind of really gotten a point where this the offense has gone too far, and it's you know defenses. Number one, nobody wants to play defense, and now it's sort of like, hey, you don't have to. Let's just outscore the other team. You know, like instead of shutting it down, we'll just over we'll we'll pile on more offense than you can. Which do you like to watch? What version of the game do you like more? The 145-138 score or the 109-100 or 105-101 to kind of score where it's grinders and you just you can just see the teams that are fighting and battling and you're not getting the touch fouls and the ticky-tack fouls. Which do you like better? Merv and Winfield. Merv. Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Good. Uh-oh. We lose Merv just that quickly? Got so excited to get on the air, he just like hit the wrong button. Well, I was fine, so at least he asked me how I was doing. He got nice. he got a little too physical with the phone. I think he got physical yeah. with the phone. Mm-hmm. No foul, no harm, no foul to the phone. Well, Merv can call back, and so can you on the other side. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. But like I said, Tim Legler is going to join us in the two o'clock hour. One of our ESPN analysts, and he's great at it. And we'll get into what he see what he saw last night, what he sees from the Knicks in the East, and what they can do once they get healthy. There is some. Um, Reports circling about Julius Randle and OG Ananobi and their potential return that I will also bring to you in the 2 o'clock hour. The Power Hour is coming up, and if you want to be part of the Power Hour, 800-919-3776. Stay with us. Spartan Hunt, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. The Giants have lots of holes to fill this offseason. Is quarterback one of the questions? Daniel Jones is going to be on the roster, but is he the long-term solution? So Jordan Ronan, he knows it's a big question for Big Blue. Are general manager Joe Shane and coach Brian Dable willing to risk their professional careers with a quarterback with that injury history? The Giants have the number six overall pick and two second rounders. They picked up one in the Leonard Williams trade midseason last year. They can use those to potentially look at quarterback. I've been told by multiple sources that the Giants, if the situation presents itself correctly, the Giants would be at least seriously willing to look at the quarterback position. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoy Tullamore Dew response. Coming up at 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.